0: Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio. A student-operated, non-commercial radio station, KUST provides students and faculty at St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at Mixler.com KUST radio. Um, Welcome to Cold Facts Hot Takes. In this podcast, we will discuss pop culture conspiracy theories and the cases around them. Today, we'll discuss the popular conspiracy about Helen Keller and our own personal theories. Hello everyone, welcome to Cold Facts Hot Takes. I'm Lauren Price, here with my co-host Kayla Mayer.
1: Hello everyone. Yes, so I'm excited about this. (laughs) I honestly am
0: too. I know it's been like so hyped and people honestly have such strong opinions that I feel like it's going to be interesting to like look into it a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. And especially when you get into these conspiracy theories that are popular on social media, it's so easy to just like take things as they are like what people are saying instead of doing your own research so it's been fun to kind of dive into the history totally who Helen Keller is
0: yeah get a little bit deeper than surface and like actually mm, look into it and make some conclusions you know rather than just some speculations right um so yeah I guess we can just kind of get into who Helen Keller is um so she was born deaf blind and mute in Alabama in 1880. Her father uh, was a conf- retired Confederate soldier, um, Arthur H Keller, and her mother was an educated woman from Memphis, Kate Keller. Um, what I find really interesting, and I think this is something that like people don't know, um, she wasn't actually born with her disabilities. Um, she was actually 19 months old when she contracted an illness. Um, they think it might be scarlet fever. And that was what actually left her blind and deaf.
1: Yeah, that's something that I know <laughs> when I was growing up in elementary school, I just assumed she was born that way. So I, yeah, interesting. And this will come into play later too with some of the conspiracy theories is that she was not born blind and deaf. She was born without the disabilities and contracted them with the illness that she had. Um, So for the first six years of her life, she had no formal education on how to communicate with her family, but she used about 60 home signs that helped her connect with her family members and one of her friends, Martha Washington, who was the daughter of the family cook.
0: Now, I actually think that that part is interesting, that like before she got any formal education, she still learned how to sign. And like like you said, as we get into the conspiracy theories, I do feel like... That's an interesting thing to keep in mind, because clearly she was smart. you know, like clearly she had intelligence enough to have no one in her family that knew how to really like do formal sign language or braille or any of that. And sixty home signs is quite a few for like a six year old. Mm-hmm. You know So I think that's interesting. But at that age, she did rely on touch and smell and taste kind of to understand the world and the objects that were around her. Um, but as she used those home signs and her other senses, She did begin to like realize that people were communicating with their lips, and it actually made her really upset. She would have like frequent, like frenzied tantrums, um, to the point where people wanted to institutionalize her.
1: Wow, that's crazy, and like to think, like, because this was what year was she? Four. I think 1880. 1880. So like that was at a time where <laughs> people just did not know how to handle mental health. Not at all. So it's not really surprising that they were like immediately <laughs> <less> institutionalized.
0: <laughs> they were like, yep, yeah, put her, put her in the lock. <laughs> She's angry. Like. Yeah, she's a little angry. Like, she's a little upset. She doesn't even know what's going on.
1: Yeah, Understandable. <laughs> like, yes! Like, she
0: has no idea. Um, I wonder if she even knows, like, what anger really, like, looks like on her. You know? Right. I don't know. Or, like,
1: how it should look.
0: And it's yeah. such an interesting thing. It's something that I feel like you'll never be able to fully understand because, like, you and I were born with all of our, those two senses, at least. So it's, like, just hard to imagine. But... So then, I guess her parents, you know, they took her to the eye doctor, um, and interestingly, she had a run-in with Alexander Graham Bell. I just feel like it's so weird because she was not famous, Alexander Graham Bell was not famous, and then he invents the telephone, and she goes on to be like this like huge legend. It's just like, wow. I guess like fate really plays a role sometimes.
1: Yeah, history collides. <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously, they must have had like some stars like in their working in their favor, stars aligning. Um, But yeah, so he was working with deaf children at the time. um, And then he was actually the one that told her family to bring her to the Perkins Institute for the Blind. Um, So that is where Keller met Ann Sullivan. Ann Sullivan is a really important part of the Helen Keller kind of story. Um, She is the woman who taught Keller how to read braille, raised type, print block letters and lips, and then even how to speak. Sullivan became her Keller's companion and ended up living with her until she died in 1936. To the point where she actually like divorced her husband. Um, Sullivan did, and continued to live with Keller.
1: Which no I, way. Yeah, right.
0: Like, I don't know. This is interesting. Wow. I can't imagine.
1: Yeah, and this will come up later too, but there are some theories about Ann Sullivan's role in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can just kind of introduce most recent um play of this (laughs) conspiracy because it's been people since helen keller was alive have been telling her that she's a fraud Mm and um just kind of denying her accomplishments (laughs) um so the most recent time that it's been kind of viral was on tiktok this past january um, at least that's what I got really into it. <laughs> we love
0: TikTok trends. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw it too, actually. And that's what got me inspired to look into it.
1: Yeah. And so basically people are just saying that Helen Keller is fake. Um, that she was not really <laughs> blind in depth. And like the videos are a classic, like Gen Z mixture of ironic humor and actual believers. So it's kind of hard to tell, like where the line is drawn.
0: Absolutely. I, I know I was confused, even where it started. You know, like, how did this just suddenly, who said it first? You how? know, like, <laughs> we've all known about Helen Keller for a while, so, like, <laughs> like what is this spark, sparking us up again? And so I, I wonder if so the first person who kind of started the trend was taking it seriously, or if they were joking, but it definitely led to people taking it seriously.
1: Definitely. Yeah, so it's super popular among Gen Z currently. Um, People claim she either was blind or deaf, not both, um, or that she didn't accomplish all the things that are credited to her. Um, I think there are a few people who just simply deny that she exists. (laughs) I think that one's crazy. Which is... Well,
0: crazy, oh. like wild. We do have pictures of her.
1: Yeah, that would take it a little <laughs> too far, I think.
0: But well, that would be an elaborate urban legend. Yeah. that would be a lot, just to teach children that there was a woman that was blind and deaf, right? And she learned things. Right.
1: <laughs> like, but yeah, they really got us all. a Good one. <laughs> you
0: would have had to write. You would have written all her books, like would write all her <laughs> speeches, um, like video of a freak person. Like for
1: why? For why? It's
0: <laughs> not like she was that. I mean, she was impactful yes but to the degree that she needed to be fully faked
1: yeah i don't think so I don't, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe who knows maybe
0: <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it's a theory
1: <laughs> um so some reasons behind like why this theory persists is that people find it hard to believe that she could do all of the things that she did in the amount of time that she lived um she flew a plane <laughs> wrote 14 books. She had very neat handwriting. Um, She could even speak and gave a few speeches. Um, But the thing is, like with this persistent conspiracy theory, is that um, there are people who buy into it so much to the point that it becomes an issue. It promotes ableism. Um,
0: A little problematic
1: yes mm-hmm. which just completely undoes a lot of the work that Keller was working for in her life and was the reason we hear
0: for. about her yeah
1: yes and it's just yeah it is
0: it is totally it's like kind of like almost unraveling like all the entire reason that we even hear about Helen Keller in the first place you know to be say that you can be you know disabled or not even disabled but you can be you know in this bad place or not a bad place you can be disadvantaged and overcome it, you know? And I think that's kind of the lesson that we're all taught when we're, like, kids about Helen Keller, that, like, it's really cool that she can do that, but you can do anything, too, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think it is a little interesting that, like, I don't think everybody, I don't think that's the whole theme of it, but I think I've seen some of those videos, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no.
1: <laughs> right. And what's also a big issue with it is, like, it can lead to denying the experience that real people are having today. Yeah. Because um, it's hard with the disability, like, blind or deaf, you can't see it.
0: Totally, yeah.
1: Um, and it's just, like, not as obvious. So it's, like, it's easy, I guess, for people to be, like, oh, you – you can't really be blind or, like, you can't really have yeah. because yeah. of this, and this.
0: Yeah, it's actually interesting even, like, when you put it in that perspective like, as we're coming into this time of, like, mental health becoming this really big thing and, like, even though you can't necessarily see mental health like, we're all coming to this I think, like, societally, we're kind of coming to terms with, like, it still exists. It is a thing. And it's interesting that we're going the opposite with, like, physical um, ailments, you know? It's, like, well, I can't see your physical thing, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't really exist. Um, It's kind of like, and TikTok's like, I feel like TikTok is like the like ground zero for like mental health discussion and like all these different things. Like over quarantine, so many people were on there, like just giving their stories and all these kinds of things. And then January comes around and now we all, all of a sudden, it's something different that like doesn't exist, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where the problems come in. But...
1: Regardless. Um, Yeah, let's, we can dive into a more explanation on what Keller did achieve just before we kind of go a little more in-depth on what we think of (laughs) the conspiracy.
0: So, I think one of, she's got so many achievements that I think they can just sometimes be a bit hard to believe. Um, But she wrote her first book, The Frost King. She was only 11 years old when she wrote it, and it was published in 1891. Um, I don't know how many 11-year-olds you know that are um, writing books that are at least worthy of being published, Um, but let alone an 11-year-old who couldn't really communicate until she was six. So even in the 1890s, the Frost King was already a subject of controversy, um, as Helen Keller was her whole life. But It really resembled this story by a writer named Margaret Canby called Frost Fairies. Um, And at first it was like denied that it was plagiarism or that it was um, an adaptation. But in the end, they concluded that this was very much so a work of plagiarism off of Canby's work. Um, Educators at the Perkins Institute for the Blind where Helen Keller was being educated, they believed that Keller thought the work was original. Like she believed that she was writing her own work, but conceded that she probably had Camby's story read to her. Keller, her teachers, and her family say it was like a case of subconscious recollection, um, but nevertheless, she did plagiarize it. Uh, I think there's actually like some full paragraphs that are like nearly identical in like content, and each, there's this whole story about like how she like heard of this book and like it got read to her, and she loved Jack Frost. I don't know why she loved Jack Frost. She was like, I don't think he's like evil. I think he's like an ice king or something. It's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But she had this fascination. Yeah. Um, but either way, um, they actually came out with like a couple um, statements. Everybody did. And um, basically confirming like, yeah, I don't know how this happened, but I don't think we should blame Helen Keller. So, be that as it may, she ended up writing 12 books in total. Um several articles... Or 14 books, I think. Isn't yeah, it 12 I or 14?
1: I've... Different articles say different things. Um, I don't know what the official number is. I don't so. either.
0: I think it's probably because they might be essays or something like that. Um, but either way, over a dozen. A dozen or over. And um, over a 400 speeches. I don't know if she gave them all, but she wrote them. Um, but that is kind of where, like, I think those, a lot of it comes from, is, like, how did you do so much? Like, able-bodied people don't write 12 books or, you know, write 475 speeches every day. Um, and to be in the 1880, be born in 1880 and do that, it's, like, I mean, even imagine if she's a girl, you know, she's a woman. Like, it's, like, all of these things are stacked against her and she's still, like, making it. I don't know, kind of crazy.
1: Right. And, like, going with that is that she also was a big advocate for different issues going on in that time so um she did become a big political activist actually um started as a socialist and then became she dipped her toes in the waters of (laughs) communism um was even placed on like the list of potential communists um, but she was also a big advocate for suffrage and disability rights, and helped create the American Civil Liberties Union. Um, she, as we mentioned before, she piloted a plane, um, she rode a bike, she learned foreign languages, um, granted with, like, the bike and the plane, um, the bike was a tandem bike, and then the plane, they also had the pilot next to her compete communicating um like how to fly the plane through her interpreters um so she wasn't just like on her own doing (laughs) these things
0: (laughs) but i think like it's when you read this list out that's when you're just it's very impressive and i think that's where the conspiracies come in it's kind of like whoa like you did all of this did you really like Mm -hmm. did you really but I, I will say that the the thing that really gets me, um, kind of the plane, I think that's what got a lot of people, I will say. I think a lot of people are like, no, she did not fly a plane. But when you do look into it, with the pilot next to her, and like reading, if you read a book, if you read a manual on how to um, pilot a plane, I, I guess if you don't see anything else, then I don't know if that's any different than anything else that you learn and she's obviously learned quite a few things so Mm
1: -hmm. i could see it and she's definitely like very intelligent
0: very much like i mean seriously how many like that's what i was saying too like the six-year-old having 60 signs i mean that's pretty wild Mm -hmm. to have no parent your parents don't know your maid doesn't know nobody knows exactly what your ailment is it's so unfamiliar to them at the time a little bit and it's like you just learned that like smart cookie
1: Right, and even with um, the book she plagiarized, <laughs> um, like, to have it read to her and memorize passages like that, like, she obviously had a very good memory.
0: And honestly, I will say that made me laugh a little bit because when I was probably 11, I fully thought that I wrote um, Somebody That I Used to Know by Goye. Like, I fully believed it, and, like, for months, and then I heard on the radio, and I was like... Ah, this is my song. Like I wrote this, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, wait, wait. How do they have the same lyrics? Like, <laughs> and so I kind of get it. Like I was fully convinced. I thought I was gonna be the next like American Idol, but
1: so okay, that disappointed you aren't, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, I have got potential still, right like, Ryan um, Seacrest. Look <laughs> her up. <laughs> Come on, put me on. Um, we'll do a little yeah. Maybe get him on there. I don't even know if that's how you say his name.
1: I think that's right.
0: What's a weird name? so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but... But, um...
1: Back to the point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I could see it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if I put myself in her shoes, I did something similar, we can forgive the plagiarism, I think. Mm
1: -hmm. I think. And she was 11. 11. (laughs) The fact that she even wrote the book and got it published. Right. And my thing is, is her... Teachers had to have a big role in helping her write it and, like, overseeing her and at least, like, reviewing it before, like, turning it into, like, publishers. So I think that if any suspicion falls on, like, um, how real all of this is, it falls on her educators more so because I could see it being (laughs) that they wanted the fame from it and, like, used her intelligence... And just, like, the oddity of being this super intelligent, Mm -hmm. deaf-blind, young girl
0: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) to their advantage. Yeah, like, well, it's like you're not that impressive because you teach blind children. Just you're only impressive, or blind and deaf children, you're only impressive as an educator if they do great things. You know, it's, like, even you look at all the great teachers in history, like, you only know them because they had great students. So I think, like, there's definitely a self-serving aspect to wanting to, like, make this kid look, like, really smart and able. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do see that, too. Um, Plus, like I said, the Ann Sullivan, I mean, you spent your whole life with her. You dedicated your entire life to this little girl. Mm -hmm. And you didn't want anything out of it.
1: Right. And I, in, like, the research and stuff that I did, I saw that um, a lot of people didn't take Helen Keller seriously if she wasn't writing about her experience or writing about being deafblind And so I could see it being that like Anne Sullivan pushed her to write more stories about that, even yeah. though like, no, yeah, Keller might not have wanted to.
0: I totally could see that too. And you know, I think on the flip side of that, I guess to give Anne Sullivan the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she just really wanted, you know, maybe she really just had that teacher heart and she just like really wanted to like help other people and like help this girl. And Anne Sullivan was actually blind. So I think that maybe that plays a factor too of like, wow, like I can help this girl. But I don't know. I mean, Aunt, I mean, we can't say that Ann Sullivan actually helped her learn how to ride the bike or pilot the plane. So I guess maybe she, I, I, honestly, I think I land on that she was very smart. Regardless, like, Helen Keller was a smart person. Was she blind and deaf? I think so. I think so.
1: Yeah, and the issue is, like, this at this time, there's no evidence to really document it. Um, so if she wasn't deaf-blind, it would have been fairly easy to fake it
0: yeah
1: (laughs) um but again like people who buy into this theory like hardcore to the point where like they're denying that a deaf blind person could do any of these things that's an issue
0: absolutely isn't it and it's still an issue for people today Mm -hmm. it's just so dismissive of like like we were saying earlier these people are not if you are born with a disability of a sense, you know, like, if you can't, like, hear, you can't see, like, we have such ample evidence that you can overcome that, that it's, and, and do exactly the kinds of things that Helen Keller did. It's just that she is the most prominent, I think, pop culture example of that, that we're told, like, from we're, when we're children,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I just think it's because of that, like, urban legend, like persona that we've given her that's probably why we have like on people on tiktok especially have like called it so much into question
1: mm-hmm.
0: even like and i and i too it was interesting to think i mean at this time when we're calling a lot of our heroes and idols into question and it's like is that real like is our history like legit or not but i think that this one is a case that it is real mm-hmm. i would say i you know it's interesting though because i did ask all my friends and i said all jokes aside, in all seriousness, seriously, like, answer this truthfully. <laughs> and they were like, no, I don't think that she was blind and deaf. Like, she was either blind or deaf. Mm-hmm. That was the most common answer. And I was like, well, we can see how TikTok conspiracy theories that who knows where it sprung out of can become, like, so, so incredibly, like, believed by right. so many people.
1: Right. And, yeah. I don't know where I was going with this thought, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. I
0: I feel like the whole thing is a little bit just, like, hard to wrap your brain around.
1: Yeah, like, I just, like, I literally cannot imagine what it would be like to not have two of my senses. (sighs) No, I know. And then to, like, well, and then to go and give, like,
0: and, and be so socially aware. You know or be so um aware of everything that's going on around you in a different way when she's like talking about socialism and like suffrage and all these different disability rights and it's like you know I I do wonder it caught to me it's that kind of like there's so many things about Helen Keller that I just think about but to me it's like one of those things like when she was younger when she's like a little kid like did she just was it nature was it nurture like was she going to do that anyways or was like the people that were in her life, Anselvin, like I said, lived with her, this mentor, like, are those her original ideas? I mean, they are, but like, Mm -hmm. where did she get them? Because I think like you and I are a lot of people, I think we think about how powerful like video is, even today, like, or how much that can make people say, I'm going to like support this cause, or I'm going to talk about this and, you know, be an advocate for this. And imagine having not your not your eyesight, not your hearing, and still feeling so, you know, what is the word, I guess, like, empower. Like, passionate? Passionate, there we go. <laughs> feeling so passionate about something that you can't see and hear, like, that's an, I don't have, I don't know if I have an, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's interesting.
1: Right, and kind of going back to, like, our generation, and like how we're kind of propelling it now like think about how like the world we grew up in just being constantly like watching the news and then now like fake news is such a big thing and I think it's it's kind of a good thing that we're questioning um as long as we come to like unbiased conclusions yeah yeah um yeah and like again not taking it to the point where it becomes ableism
0: yes I totally yes and I think it's it's all good and well to you know speculate and and think about it but you look at some of these other conspiracy theories that have gone around in recent times and it's it's so easy to see something and say I only know like four of the facts and those four facts lead me to believe Helen Keller was not real not a real person. Like, the amount of people that believe she, like, quite honestly was not a real person ever. Like, there was no Helen Keller. Not even that she wasn't blind and deaf. It's kind of nuts, you know? It's like, I mean, you look, up, look it up one time and you find, like, a bunch of pictures and a bunch of videos. Right. So, it's kind of, like, a concerning thing a little bit. Like, how, like, that group mentality, that mob mentality, like, just, like, can, like, totally, totally, like, make something happen and believable. And so many people believe it now.
1: Right. And <laughs> again, <laughs> like, our generation is so good at, like, the ironic humor. Like, oh. like I know I'm guilty of <laughs> I'm guilty of it. And I laugh at things like that. But sometimes it's hard to tell what's real <laughs> and what's a joke.
0: It is. And it almost makes you feel a little out of touch with my own generation at times. I'm like, I thought that was so real. And they're like, no. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, I I guess, okay, am I like a boomer now? (laughs) But but, um, at the same time, I guess, Kayla, what do you think? What's your final conclusion
1: on the the Helen Keller story? At the end of the day, we'll never know for sure, (laughs) but based off of the research, I would say that she was deaf-blind and did accomplish these things.
0: And what do you think about the conspiracies?
1: I think I think that people take it too far, but I do see where, like, it could have been... Some things could have been embellished, maybe, Yes, by, that's a really
0: good... That's a great way to put
1: it. Yeah, by, like, Ann Sullivan, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe her teachers, mm-hmm. um, and them just kind of, like, pushing it out to, like, the media more.
0: Totally. And I think I agree. And I also think... I also have to take into account, like, yeah, I can see how this stuff is unbelievable. But not, she wasn't just blind and deaf. Like, she was also rich. Like, she was also very rich. And, like, they could afford to probably do a lot of things for her that maybe, you know, a lot of people don't have the money to do. So I think that plays a factor into, like, how it's all crazy that she does all these things. Like, well, when you have someone teaching you how to do it, like, I guess it would come easier. So at the end of the day... I also think Helen Keller was real. I think she was deaf and blind. I think she wrote her books. mm, Except for the first one. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) First (laughs) one plagiarized. (laughs) I guess she wrote it, but it wasn't an original idea. But, you know, I still think she's an impressive lady. And I think that there's a lot that we can learn from her. And I don't think we should discount her. Just because it's hard to believe.
1: Right. You know? Right. And it's. I think what I've learned from all of this is that it's important to do your research.
0: <laughs> very well said. I think, especially with the plane, like she wasn't alone in there. That was my initial thought. Yeah. The plane had me sealed deal. Like yeah. the deal was sealed with the plane. I was like, no, Palin Keller is not true. No, not real. Yeah.
1: For me, <laughs> it, it was the handwriting. Because <laughs> if you look at pictures, it's very neat, very straight. How would you do that? Like nearly perfect. Yeah, but apparently there are grooves on the board that would help with the handwriting thing. That's something I didn't know before. Mhm. Yeah, and I didn't know that either. It's crazy that even back then, like, and even with the in,
0: with the writing, the books and stuff, it was like she had a braille typewriter, and she learned how to read braille. So, you know, I think that uh, I think that my final thought on it is that people are a little bit maybe. Like, I can never do that, and I have all my senses. But we shouldn't discount people just because we, like, make assumptions about what they can and can't do and what we can and can't do, you know? It's kind of mm-hmm. like, just because you don't know if, like, anybody that you know could do all of this, even with their eyesight and their hearing and all their other senses, doesn't mean it's not possible. Right. You know? Like, it just means that you don't have that example in your own life.
1: hmm That's yeah. all. Yes. You know. A- and on that drop the mic. Drop <laughs> mic drop. Mic
0: drop. I'm <laughs> uh, Helen Keller. <laughs> uh, speaking of though, yeah, this DV
1: Wonder thing is crazy too. Yeah. The mic drop. Anyways. Um yeah. yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Helen thanks Keller. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you guys learned as much as we did.
0: Yeah, don't believe everything you see on TikTok.
1: Yep, moral of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I hope that's the one thing you learned.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And make your own assumptions about Helen Keller, I guess. Yes.
1: Um, And if you're interested in learning more, um, we do have the links in the post, so you can check those out. You can always do your own research and read up on the most recent Helen Keller trends going on and even look at some of her history. Um, And as always, check out tommymedia.com for all your latest news. We also have our other podcasts on the site. So check those out and stay up to date on all your episodes of Cold Facts Hot Takes. Um, For tommymedia.com, I'm Kayla Mayer with...
0: I'm Lauren Price, and thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.